Today's episode of Distorted View Daily is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Valentine's Day is coming up. You know what that means. Play your cards right, and at night you'll be sucking on mama's piss flaps. Engorge pussy meat all up in your grill. Or a more sensual way of saying something similar. For a limited time, get 50% off just about any item. I don't know what I'm doing anymore with this. 50% off. It's like I'm challenging you not to use this promo code. I don't even think this is a real ad. No, Adam and Eve is really our sponsor. They're regretting that at this point. Uh, yes, adamandeve.com. Valentine's Day is coming up. Get 50% off just about any item when you use promo code FREAK. F-R-E-A-K. Adam and Eve is home to thousands of adult products. Pick out something you like, add it to your cart, use promo code FREAK, and you will get that item for 50% off. But we're just getting started. When you enter the exclusive promo code FREAK, not only will you get half off one item, you'll also get 10 free gifts. First, for your viewing pleasure, six free movies. And like good movies. Not like the VHS version of Fried Green Tomatoes or something. You know, I'm talking about porn movies, adult movies. Next, free <laughs> a free Valentine's Lover's Kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and then a little something we know you'll both enjoy. A Rubik's Cube. No, it's not a Rubik's Cube. Uh, plus, you get free shipping. Let's recap. Uh, 50% off just about any item, a bunch of free gifts, free movies, a Valentine's Day kit... On top of it all, free shipping. All you have to remember is offer code FREAK. F-R-E-A-K. That's FREAK at adamandeve.com. Hey, FREAKS, it's Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. Coming up on the program today, the school shooter who never needed to pause between orgasms and could ejaculate a cup's worth of semen every time. Plus, brain damage karaoke, quitting your Sears cashier job like a boss, and a marijuana psychosis dick trimming. All coming up today. My bathroom, my bathroom is a private kind of place, very special kind of place, the only place where I can stay, making faces at my face. with you for the Wednesday podcast have a great show for you today we almost had another school shooter I don't know why I sound so happy about that hold on let me adjust my tone here 
We almost had another school shooter. Sad music. That music was from like Dateline NBC back in the 90s when they would run a piece about a celebrity who just died. Dateline NBC remembers George Burns. Rest in peace. And now back to Stone Phillips. Back to this would-be school shooter. Thankfully, crisis was averted. The police intervened before any violence went down. Uh, according to a news article, to his students at UCLA, the war... Oh, yeah, this is a, this is like a school shooter, but he wasn't a student. Oh, yeah, school shooting has really leveled up. Now the faculty is packing heat, getting ready to mow down students. This guy was a lecturer. By the spring of 2021, the philosophy lecturer had gained a reputation as odd. To be fair, though, aren't most philosophy professors a little cuckoo? He would change his syllabus willy-nilly, and he spent the first four weeks of his philosophy of race class without once showing his face over Zoom. Then things got weirder. It all culminated in the final exam that included an essay question about the hate-filled manifesto of Christopher Dorner, a former LAPD officer whose 2013 shooting rampage killed four people and wounded three others. Students were asked to consider the oppression, disrespect, and loss of dignity suffered by the homicidal ex-cop. Eventually, one student said she reported Harris to campus authorities and the FBI, after he directed another student to his YouTube channel, which was totally fucking insane. Don't worry, freaks. <laughs> Fear not, I've got clips. His YouTube channel included disturbing references to sexual perversion. Now you're starting to see the distorted view connection there. There were also bomb threats to the Los Angeles International Airport. There was also an 800-page manifesto. And I use that term loosely. I downloaded a copy of this thing, and while it's a page-turner, it's also a head-scratcher. Not a lot of it makes sense. I mean, there were some specific threats towards staff of UCLA, but that's like .001% of the manifesto. It's the rest, quite frankly, that's way more interesting. Here are some highlights. Matthew C. Harris, that's him. He's talking about himself here. Matthew C. Harris has a 10-inch penis, which is very thick when it is erect. It never gets tired, <laughs> and it's always in the perfect condition for pleasure and enjoyment. I, Matthew C. Harris, the prophet of this book, have a penis that never gets tired, and Matthew C. Harris's penis is always in perfect condition for pleasure and enjoyment for years at a time. Matthew C. Harris's penis never gets tired and is always in perfect condition for pleasure. This is like some creepy-ass The Shining shit. You know, when, when Jack Nicholson's character has been working on a book for months and months, and then his wife finally sees what he's been typing on the typewriter, and it's just the same sentence over and over. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Jack has a 10-inch penis, which is very thick when it's erect. Jack has a 10-inch penis, which is very thick when it's erect. I like Matthew's manifesto because even though he repeats uh, himself over and over, he does sort of pepper it with new information, right? So like, Matthew's penis never gets tired and is always in perfect condition for pleasure and enjoyment. I can fuck without stopping or pausing for years at a time without sleeping or resting. I never get tired. I never need to rest. I'm always extremely horny. 
I'm Matthew C. Harris. I'm always incredibly horny, hornier than any man alive. On average, every time Matthew C. Harris, I, the prophet of this book, ejaculate, I come an entire cup of semen. Quit bragging. I can come a hundred times in a single day. Matthew C. Harris has never needs to pause between orgasms. Matthew C. Harris just keeps coming and never stops fucking. It's not all about penis, though. Remember, it's 800 pages long. He's got a lot of uh, other stuff to get off his chest. For instance, the flashlight has a terrible design. I mean, that's quite a hot take, if you ask me. I don't think anyone's ever thought that before. I mean, the flashlight is pretty perfect. You're holding it in your hand, and as you hold it, there's a light that's shining right in front of you. Simple and effective. Okay, I wish he would elaborate, but uh, he just kind of moves on to other things that annoy him. It kind of sounds like an episode of Distorted View Daily, really is the flashlight has a terrible design that much different than when I say shit like, I don't like the order of the alphabet. Why does A have to come first? Some of the goddamn retarded shit I've said on this show. I've discovered a secret number between two and three. That's not any more insane than what he's saying. I don't have a foot fetish. I just like to challenge myself. (laughs) I don't even know what that means, but it's hilarious. Kill sports, kill teams, kill dribble, dribble, dribble. Reading is obsolete. Literature is for crackers. Oh, yeah, this is a rare instance where a a would-be school shooter is a a black guy. Usually, they're just their goofy-looking white boys. This is a nice change of pace. Other insanity from the manifesto. True love is real, but stay the fuck away from Mickey Mouse. A warning not to subscribe to DoorDash. A very astute observation here is uh, why Irish women look like dudes? Question mark. I don't know, Matthew. I don't know. Really is one of life's great mysteries. Drink water. No juice allowed. Fuck Kermit the Frog. Good lighting is everything in porn. I mean, the man might be crazy, but he's making a lot of sense here. Hitler without the Holocaust is just a Wall Street executive with a DARPA contract. Yeah, it's cool for Matthew C. Harris to write that in his manifesto. But when Whoopi Goldberg expresses the same opinion on The View, she gets suspended. Bubble-butted teen orgasm in the bath is one of the best scenes ever recorded in any genre of film. This is all in his manifesto. Hmm. Did you know, according to Matthew, penguins are getting taller. Soon, they'll be bigger than people again. Remember several years ago here on the show when we were reading AI-created sex stories? His manifesto reads a lot like one of those. It kind of makes sense, but it's not written in any way that humans (laughs) communicate. By the way, he uses the N-word a lot. By my count, again, this is 800 pages of of written text. He uses the N-word 10,420 times. And like, okay, he is black, like I mentioned, so he's allowed to use that word. He owns that word. Boy, does he own that word. He's getting his money's worth 10,000 times. But, you know, he is kind of racist. I mean, he says stuff like, I'd rather be on welfare and jerking off to Pornhub than fucking a rich chink bitch. This goes to show how much I hate mongloids. 
I wouldn't even let her suck my dick when she was sleeping in my apartment and I'm from the hood and she's rich as fuck. Fuck that shit. I don't want your yellow money. I don't want your stink egg roll pussy. (laughs) I don't want no gook telling me I have to respect her culture and fucking stupid ways. What's so great about an insane 800-page manifesto is you can really search for just about any word and something will come up. N-words need their own Bible and not the Bible of the kike or the Bible of the cracker or the Bible of the Muslim. N-words need a Bible that is written for them. This book is written for N-words only. Christ was such a bitch, he made a spectacle of his own death. He did kind of make a big production out of the whole thing. It was a disgusting dance, a farce. Socrates, the disgusting Greek, was such a bitch that he celebrated the fact that he was going to get poisoned and acted like it was a victory. He was a pathetic bitch. Going way back there, Socrates. Ain't nobody born a fag. Stop responding to, I was born this way. Ain't nobody born stupid and backwards. So yeah, that's just a little bit from the would-be shooter's manifesto. Matthew also had quite the YouTube channel. 300 videos strong, as a matter of fact. Unfortunately, that was shut down. Thankfully, someone grabbed a bunch of his videos and posted them on archive.org. And you can really sort of hear the mental illness when he speaks. Things are the most without being a number. Don't look for permission. Some things are the most without being a number. Number is false. Some things are the most just. Some things are the most just. Right? It's a lot of nonsense and repetitive nonsense. Also a great description for this podcast. Here's another video. Someone should alert Miss May because this is some real outsider music being created. Lung cancer. Lung cancer. Lung cancer. I wonder what the name of this song is. Oh, it's right here. Waltzing through a summertime garden. Lung cancer. Let me play you one more video. This one is titled Why I Am a Pedophile for Blonde Women. Hey. Galileo 2333 here. It's a crossover video. No, not quite. My favorite thing about this video is he's got a microphone, like one of those like blue Yeti microphones, and he's picking it up and he's talking right into it. But I guess he didn't select the correct input on the computer. And it's just the the computer microphone picking this all up. Like the the microphone that he's holding is doing nothing. Hey, girl. I need a lot of girls. Six... Blind girls with pigtails. Girls. Youthful and delicious and cute. Fertile, plump. Not chubby, not fat. Well, underage girls are not going to be fertile. Girls, not women. Oh, he's got a, a video here of why he loves Hitler. I love Hitler. My Hitler. He's very possessive of Hitler. Uh, here's another video. What is this? What a surprise! Oi, bay shekels. They made up. <laughs> that's just. Hitler. That's more of why he loves Hitler. Anti-Jew stuff. As you can tell, he's a a very complex individual. Thank God, authorities were able to apprehend him. 
Although it it doesn't seem like it was that difficult of a task, considering Matthew didn't leave his home, was uh, holed up in there, you know, writing his manifesto, soon to be a major motion picture. Yeah, Universal bought the rights. The movie's really going to focus on uh, the flashlight aspect. You know how, like, the, the flashlight's not a great design. Anyway, uh, moving on now. Uh, DV listener Miss May. You all know Miss May. She collects weird music. Well, she messaged me. She knows what Timmy Boo likes. How about uh, someone with severe brain damage singing karaoke? Yes, please. According to Miss May, uh, Philadelphia PA resident Thomas M. Hickman sings a Barry Manilow cover at a karaoke booth. Apparently this uh, was at Bush Gardens back in 1992. Tommy was born brain damaged and with multiple medical problems. This is one of Tommy's favorite songs. He recorded this at a booth at Bush Gardens and they played it at his graduation. Aww. He was so confident in trying to sing this. And since he doesn't read well, this is all from memory. All right, Tommy, it's your time to shine. We dreamers have always faced rainy days. Somehow we survive. Jesus Christ, you expect me to make fun of this? It's so sweet. <laughs> we keep the feelings warm, protect them from the storm, and till a time arrives. You people send me stuff just to really help ensure that I am I am sent directly to hell when I die. Listen to me. I am going to compliment our little mush brain friend here. Uh, Tommy, who is brain damaged, was able to memorize all of the lyrics to this song. Now, what did I tell you just recently on the podcast? Even songs I have heard 10,000 times, my favorite tunes, I'm never able to learn all of the lyrics. I can't memorize this shit. Clouds, rise above the clouds, Distorted View's new theme song. To be fair, he is a little pitchy. This kid loves Barry Manilow. He is brain damaged after all. That explains it. But uh, he was able to meet his idol. While this song plays on YouTube, there's a static image of Tommy getting a picture with Barry. So that's nice. Let's finish up here with Tommy singing. Tommy made it through the rain. And thankfully, we made it through this fucking song. All right, let's move on. We've played a few of those videos where retail employees have had enough. They quit. They get on the intercom and they're like, fuck this shit. I hate my goddamn manager. They're all dicks. I quit. You hear that, Brian? Scheduling me for back-to-back open and closing shifts. You're a cocksucker. Those are so much fun to play. And the reason why they're great is because you can hear the emotion, the anger in their voice. They don't give a fuck anymore. 
Now, I've got a clip here of a, a guy quitting his retail job at Sears. I wonder if he even really has a job. Maybe someone just forgot to tell him that uh, that Sears closed eight months ago. Whatever. It is funny because you actually you see the interior of Sears and there, there's no shoppers. But, you know, this kid gets on the intercom. He's going out in a blaze of glory, except he wrote what he wanted to say on his phone and he's reading it. And I don't know. It just doesn't have the same impact. Attention Sears managers, Kevin, Don, and Zachary. I quit. I'm done. I just can't take it anymore. Your lack of hours and pay are making me poor. And he's, you know, he's recording himself. And you know he's thinking this is going to make an awesome YouTube video. I'm about to walk right out that door, but not before I hear you all over the floor. That's right. That's me, Ryan. Wait, what is he going to do all over the floor? This, this video might get interesting. Poor. I'm about to walk right out that door, but not before I hear you all over the floor. I don't know. If he said heave? What is he going to do? Is he going to throw up on the floor? That's right. Is he trying to rhyme? Is this a rap? What the fuck is happening? Is this real life? That's me, Ryan. Signing off for Sears. I'm gone. Peace out, y'all. Oh, you end with, I quit this bitch. Come on, have you learned nothing from Arnetta the Mood Setta? He's kind of freaking out. Like, he's, he's breathing heavy. I mean, I don't know. If you feel like you've you've been wronged by a company and you hate the management, okay, go ahead. Do what you do. Get on the intercom. But if you're going to go that route, you should really fucking let it fly. This guy's kind of a dork. Like, he, he now he's uh, looking for the manager to give his keys. I guess he has keys or his badge or something. Just, like, if you're going to storm out, storm fucking out. Is, is Don over here? Hey, uh, yeah. Where, where's Don? I think she's on lunch. I got some paperwork to fill out, don't I? Oh, where's Zachary? Uh, just left Are you fucking kidding me? Wait a second. None of the, ma <laughs> none of the management is there. Don's on break. Is, is Don over here? Where, where's Don? I think she's on lunch. No. She's on lunch. Where's Zachary? Uh, he just left. Zach left. Are you fucking kidding me? Well. He's laughing because he just dropped his badge. <laughs> I'm out. Where'd Badass. Should I clock off now? Should I clock out? <laughs> Can I wait for the manager to come back from break so I can do my exit interview? You know, he's not exactly storming out. Should I clock out? Whatever, dude. Before I fire you, yes. Oh, I'm already quit. I'm done. Did you just hear that? Leave the store. Okay, all right. Oh, I love how his whole demeanor changes. Hold on. Gotta play that again. Before I fire you, yes. Oh, I'm already quit. I'm done. Did you I'm done, man. I'm done, huh? I did my time here. I served my motherfucking nickel. I'm out, goddammit. I'm a free man. What the hell is even this? Did you hear that? <laughs> Leave the store. Now. Okay, all right. Peace. You're not welcome in Sears anymore. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a threat. Hey, just so you know, you can never step foot in this Sears again. You laugh now, but the next time you need a Land Zen blouse, where are you gonna go? Huh? You're going to be groveling. You're going to be crawling back to me. That's okay. 
No one ever needs to go to a Sears. There's a 90% chance this Sears won't even exist in 12 months. There's like 12 left in the United States, right? I think uh, the world has decided we're all going to be okay without Sears in our lives. All right. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I'll find out news. Not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow. What are you waiting for? Help support this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak today. And when you do, you will gain full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every week we do brand new exclusive shows. Uh, yesterday we did a Sideshow exclusive podcast. And I'll be doing another one tomorrow. So it's a great time to sign up. Again, superfreaksideshow.com. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Just added the complete Butt Fudge Sunday archive RSS feed. You can relive every single episode of Corey's amazing show that he did for us uh, for many years. Every Sunday, there would be a, a new Butt Fudge Sunday episode on the Sideshow feed. Now you can subscribe to uh, that uh, archive podcast. Information is up over there at superfreaksideshow.com. If you've subscribed to uh, Sideshow content through Apple Podcasts, the complete Butt Fudge Sunday podcast archive is also available to you. Uh, I'm also working through the 2019 archives about halfway through. There's always new stuff being added over there, Apple Podcast, if you subscribe that way. Uh, don't forget, you can also subscribe uh, through Spotify. So many different ways to get Sideshow content. Uh, other ways to support the program, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. If you pledge $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And, uh, oh, finally, uh, occasionally I will send out little DV things or DV merchandise for those who pledge uh, $20 or more, and I'll be doing that this month. So, again, it's a great time to sign up. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, you know I'm a very uh, pro-vaccine, pro-mask, pro-staying inside, pro-avoiding people, even before the pandemic. That's nothing to do with COVID-19, really. Uh, one thing that I, I do find really dumb is... The mask policy inside of restaurants where like you're supposed to wear a mask until your food arrives. Then you can take it off. Graze like fucking cows. Mouth open, food flying everywhere, talking. That's all okay. As long as the food is around, the food protects you from getting COVID-19. We didn't really think that one through. I guess health officials were just trying to be like consistent. It's easier to say, you know, if you know if you're in a public place, you gotta wear a mask. That's it. I don't know. Apparently, though, there is a new kind of face mask that allows wearers to keep their nose covered while eating and drinking. It's being used by diners in South Korea, and it looks fucking ridiculous. It looks like you got into a fight and someone busted up your nose, and you have to wear a bandage over the whole thing. Take a look at the chapter artwork if you want to see what this new mask looks like. The mask, called a cosk, is intended to allow people to protect their nostrils from the threat of airborne viruses such as COVID-19 when they need to eat or drink. See, I thought the whole point of the masks were to protect other people. It's not about protecting yourself so much. I also have a uh, sneaking suspicion that uh, a lot of times, if the virus is being transmitted from one person to another, it's because of mouth. Juicy, wet droplets flying out of their disgusting mouths. Not so much from nostril breathing. Your nose is also like pointed downward, you know? 
so when you breathe, right, the the, the nostril breath is that what it's called? Nostril breath. Inhale, exhale, whatever. Nostril breath. I have no right to be talking about any of this. I hope Spotify runs a, a disclaimer before this podcast, right? This, this might be uh, against their new rules. Timmy Boo spreading misinformation. But seriously, it's common sense, right? Your nose is pointed downward. So those droplets or whatever, it, it, that, that's heading down. Y'all understand that concept, right? Meanwhile, the mouth, when you're talking to people, it's like right in their line of being, their their head. Your mouth and their head are all lined up. That's how people get infected from the mouth, not the nose. The cost can be worn uh, like a typical face mask, which covers both the nose and the mouth, but then has the added feature that it can be folded up so that it sits only over the wearer's nose. So, like, when you start eating, you can still be wearing a partial mask. The unusual type of mask, which has been designed by South Korean company Atman, has gone viral online for being dumb uh, and has received mixed reception. The cask is for sale online from American South Korean e-commerce company Coupang, with a pack of 10 selling for about $11. The product has received a five-star rating from 118 reviews. It has had varied responses on social media with critics and skeptics commenting things like, is this a joke? And comparing the mask to teapots made from chocolate. I don't understand that particular reference. Is that like a South Korean thing? Others have welcomed the invention, saying they love it. But what does an epidemiologist have to say? Well, Professor Catherine Bennett with the uh, Deakins Institute for Health Transformation said the invention was a, quote, strange idea. She said wearing the cosk would be better than nothing, but that the wearer was, of course, still vulnerable to picking up the virus through their mouth. Professor Bennett said the cost mask might reduce the risk of catching COVID-19 for someone who breathed mainly through their nose, but that she would expect people eating and talking would be breathing through their mouth. It probably makes a marginal difference. Marginal meaning it ain't worth your time. Skip this product. You don't need to be wearing any more ridiculous fucking shit on our faces. Thank you. All right. Second story we have for you today. A man, unfortunately, went on a bad trip of sorts. In a case published by the Journal of Medical Case Reports, doctors described how a man uh, completely amputated his penis using scissors, apparently all due to a rare episode of cannabis-induced psychosis. One might call it reefer madness. This is just some sort of bullshit scare tactics, right? I guarantee you this did not happen in the United States. It's one of those countries that's uh, trying to keep people from uh, lighting up the dupes. You're going to smoke that wacky tobacco and you're going to want to cut off your dick. It ain't worth it. That's not the, I don't know what country this happened in. I'm sure that's not the accent they use. See? Wherever Skeletor is from, (laughs) that's where this took place. Eternia. Yeah, don't smoke marijuana. You're going to cut your dick off, he-man. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm high. Anyway, uh, though the man's delusional symptoms faded after being admitted to the hospital and his injuries were treated, doctors were not able to reattach the lost appendage. That's weird. It kind of sounded like he was going to be okay. And then at the end of that sentence, it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to remain dickless. Could you imagine if you were at the hospital with this and the doctor was like, all right, got some good news here. Your psychosis is fading away. 
There's going to be no lasting damage. We treated your injuries. Good news, good news, good news. But we couldn't reattach your penis. You really should lead with that. That's that's the headline there. All right. The bizarre injury was detailed in a paper published over the weekend in the Journal of Medical Case Reports by doctors from Chiang Mai University in Thailand. The 23-year-old man had reportedly been a regular cannabis user for the past two years, but stopped for the preceding three months. He then got back into his habit by smoking two bongs of cannabis, equivalent to two grams worth. Two hours later, he went fucking crazy! It all started with an unwanted erection, along with a severe and persistent sharp pain in his penis. He also reported that his glands, you know, the tip of his cock, looked distorted to him. In an attempt to stop the pain, he decided to grab a pair of scissors and trim the penile skin several times. Eventually, he severed his penis clean off, leaving behind an inch-long stump. It's not all bad news. You can do a lot with a stump. You make that one inch work, girl. Unsurprisingly, the home surgery caused the man to bleed out. He was admitted to the hospital two hours after the amputation and immediately treated with antibiotics and a tetanus booster. After they were able to stop the the bleeding and and clean the wounds, he went through another surgery so that uh, doctors could create a new opening so he could urinate through his urethra. Unfortunately, though the penis was recovered, it was deemed too dirty and fragile to be reconstructed and reattached. Even more worrisome, uh, by the time doctors saw the man, his amputated cock had been left crawling with ants on top of it. During a psych evaluation, uh, he reported experiencing visual and auditory hallucinations, which included seeing moving shadows and hearing birds and insects. Because the man's symptoms happened soon after he ingested the cannabis and then went away after a month of not taking the drug, along with no other likely explanation, the doctor diagnosed him with substance-induced psychotic disorder. I mean, don't you think maybe that uh, the weed was laced with something? Couldn't just be marijuana itself. THC doesn't do that to you. Who has that much fucking initiative after smoking weed? I think I'm going to do some home surgery on my cock. You know, trim up my penis, make it look pretty. Now you sit there and you binge watch the new season of Animaniacs or whatever. All right, a final story we have for you. Well, looky here. We got one from the great state of Texas. We're going to Texas. Wichita Falls, Texas. As a matter of fact, a recent arrest affidavit alleges that a Texas woman killed her roommate by sitting on her until she suffocated. I believe we have some audio of that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's bald men being suffocated by women's thighs. Close enough. Some call it a homicide. I call it a fetish. Newish listeners of the show, if you ever hear someone say jagoo, kind of used as a greeting between us freaks here, this is where jagoo came from. I thought the sound of the guy getting suffocated sounded like jagoo. So now we just say jagoo to one another. Jagoo, jagoo, jagoo to you. 
that has nothing to do with this story. This uh, was just a big fat lady who sat on another until uh, until she stopped breathing. Gloria Ann Jordan, 41, was arrested by police on charges of manslaughter on Tuesday. The Wichita Falls Police Department alleges that she killed her roommate, Gloria Farmer. Oh, she's named Gloria, too. A tale of two Glorias. Uh, Yes, killed her roommate, Gloria Farmer, on November 21st. Law enforcement originally thought that Farmer's death was medical. But a follow-up investigation occurred after a family friend came forward a few days later with concerns. So the two Glorias lived together with a third roommate. Law enforcement then questioned Farmer's roommate, who reportedly said that Jordan may have caused Farmer's death. She told police that she hadn't said anything to them on the day of the death because she was afraid of Jordan. According to an affidavit, the roommate stated that Jordan put her hand on Farmer's forehead while praying and pushed her backwards in an office chair until Farmer in the chair fell over. Court documents say that Jordan then straddled Farmer's body. All right, things get a little sexy. Sitting on her chest while Farmer told her to get off because she couldn't breathe. Roommate reportedly tried to move Jordan off of Farmer, but the other woman is said to have stayed in her position until Farmer stopped breathing. You know, getting the evil out of her. An autopsy report found Farmer's death to have been caused by mechanical asphyxia and said the manner of death was a homicide. Police reportedly questioned Jordan on November 24th at the hospital, where she had been admitted for an unrelated medical condition. Jordan allegedly admitted to pushing Farmer over and straddling her body in a prayer position. That is not a prayer position! With her hand on Farmer's forehead, but she refused to answer further questions. Jordan is also facing charges related to a separate incident on November 25th. What happened there? Police allege that she slammed a woman's head into the wall multiple times while shouting, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord. This woman is a real Jesus freak, a homicidal Jesus freak. The woman reportedly refused to drive her to Dallas for a medical appointment unless Jordan paid for gas. Jordan was arrested by police on Tuesday. She remains in the Wichita County Jail, and her bond has been set at $150,000. Well, you better start praying to Jesus for a miracle. I hope she has some of Peter Popoff's miracle water. It's her only chance of getting out of this jam. All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. All over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. Remember, if you pledge $5 to our Patreon account, Patreon.com slash Distorted View, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Uh, but I think we've got some regular voicemails coming in today. I don't have a lot of time. We're running very late, but I'll play just a few of these here. Hello, Timothy. My name is. David Good Taylor, I'm calling to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. I choose to, to choose you in to 2022. Also, don't forget that March is Disability Awareness Month. So thank you for bringing so much awareness to the disabled. Yes, one of the hosts of Community Corner checking in. Thank you very much. And you timed that pretty... I mean, this guy called in in November and he thought I was, I was going to play this around uh, Valentine's Day. Pretty close. Good day, Tim. This is Ray Van Winkle. 
I'm listening to the uh, June 24th, 2021 show on the voicemail. Some guy calls in. I guess his voicemail is quite delayed. And of course, this one will be too because I'm not a Patreon caller. Um, but he's giving you the shit about liking Chi-Chi's Mexican food. Yes. And he was surprised that it was uh, like a national chain. They actually, I think there may still be one or there was one as of like within the last 10 years down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. No, there's no uh, way. I used to go, when I was a kid, I used to go to Chi-Chi's too. And I, the only thing that I've heard is that uh, overseas there are some Chi-Chi's. I thought it was the shit. I thought it was the coolest thing, but I think what appealed to me was I got to raise the flag to call the, like, the little Mexican flag to say, hey, I want more of something because it was an all-you-can-eat place. What? That is not the Chi-Chi's I remember. An all-you-can-eat Chi-Chi's? Um, Mexican buffet? I well, I could do some damage there. After that one in Dallas, or went to that one in Dallas as an adult about 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. Huh. And yeah, their food's complete shit. But, you know, for anybody who's like ragging on you because you like something that they don't, fuck it. Your opinion, you can like. Look, I'm not saying that Chi-Chi's was goddamn gourmet food. All I'm saying is, you know, I liked eating there. You know, for cheap fucking Mexican food, it was fine. Or, you know, cheap, you know, Mexican-American food or whatever you want to call it. Same deal with Olive Garden. Yeah, I realize it's not authentic Italian food. But you go there for unlimited soup and salad and breadsticks. It's fu- it's fine for what it is. God. Hey, Tim, it's Corbin Guy. Oh, look, uh, I keep thinking about those bloated cows, you know, the ones that were getting the straws poked in their gut to, you know, vent the farts out. Yeah, I, I keep thinking, you know, they're, they're full of farts. That's methane. That's flammable. Hasn't anyone tried lighting these cows on fire, slapping them on the ass, and send them running down the street? Okay, anyhow, that that's, that's all. That's all my hope. Apparently, a while ago, we were talking about bloated cows. Corbin is suggesting we push on them real hard, light their farts, see what happens. It's worth a shot. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-660-GOD. Is it oh god Lung cancer. Spread the distortion STD to all your friends about the program. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. I will see you back tomorrow if and only if you're Sideshow members. Otherwise, I will be back on Friday to end the week. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. America's best-selling, best-tasting filter cigarette. It tastes good like a cigarette should. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.